Two minutes, it is after 8 p.m. And uh, welcome to our Shop Stewards Corner at the start of uh, this new week. And uh, today we uh, take aim at uh, the uh, debate around the public sector wage bill and uh, Minister of Public Service and Administration, Senzo Mkunu, uh, wanting the government to crack down on uh, public servants doing business with the state and uh, calling for the urgent implementation of the Public Administration Management Act. And uh, this, of course, coming alongside uh, some of the uh, uh, assertions that... uh, uh, the ministry will stick to the government program of trimming the public service and, uh, of course, uh, confronting the uh, vexing issue of the public sector wage bill. And uh, we've uh, certainly heard all manner of utterances uh, from uh, sort of 10% cuts across the board right through to the slashing uh, over a three-year period of some of the ministerial budgets. And it's uh, my pleasure this evening to be joined uh, by uh, the Minister of Public Service and Administration, uh, Bob Matungwane. Bob Matungwane, good evening to you. And uh, that is uh, Mr. Senzo Mkunu. Good evening to you, uh, Abonga, and uh, all the Metro listeners. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, Bob Matungwane. I think uh, it's uh, just uh, shy of uh, 100 days uh, in office in this uh, new particular role. And uh, for for some of the people, I guess, who are listening into the show who might not be familiar uh, with the functioning of uh, your ministry in uh, public service and administration, uh, just maybe briefly explain that to us because, uh, you know, oftentimes people are confused and they think uh, the function of your ministry is to only intervene when you have to negotiate uh, with uh, some of the trade unions who represent many of those working in uh, the yeah. public service, but uh, your role is much broader than that. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, public service uh, as the department, uh, uh, department of uh, <clears throat> public service and administration, uh, deals with um, uh, a range of issues uh, in the public service, from welfare of uh, uh, public servants especially those that are employed, to rules governing their employment and, 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 and rules governing their conduct, promotion, um, negotiations, of course, uh, discipline uh, when, when it becomes necessary, and, and how they also part ways. Uh, with uh, with uh, with government um, um, uh, whenever it is time to do so. Mm. So it's just a range of issues and policies um, that uh, uh, actually govern the whole of uh, public service. We work together with uh, or alongside the Public Service Commission on one hand, uh, but uh, also um, with uh, all all other ministers. Uh, on mm. Minister, I would say that uh, I guess you join or you joined the ministry uh, uh, just a few months ago uh, at, at a tough juncture. Uh, uh, least of all when it comes to the fiscal space that we have to to maneuver and do all manner of things when it comes to the programs of government. But moreover, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, some of the issues that have been raised in the public discourse about uh, the public sector wage bill. And uh, maybe assist us here and uh, give us a sense of uh, where some of those debates are within cabinet. We've heard proposals from uh, the likes of the DG of National Treasury, Dondo Mukhajana, speaking at one conference uh, a few months ago and saying, you know, they're going to come and lobby not only your department, but even some of the unions uh, for a 10% cut across the board. Uh, and alongside that, uh, th- there's been sort of all manner of freezes on uh, some of the really critical vacancies that we've seen in the space. And then uh, uh, sometime last week, we heard from the National Treasury that 
There's going to be a phased-in approach of trimming uh, anything between 5 and 7% of uh, some of the expenditure across different departments. What, what impact is that going to have on the work that you do as uh, the ministry and in particular your relations uh, with uh, your partners on the other side of the negotiating table, which are the unions that represent the workers? Let me start by saying uh, out there in the public, there is a, a view or an opinion or a, a perception that says um, public services bloated. Mm. They start with that one. That is, the, we are looking at that one, but uh, from a number of uh, perspectives. One is um, to look at the desirable number of public of, of public servants per citizen. In other words, you are saying. How many citizens? We are 59 million in South Africa. Uh, what's the ideal number of uh, public uh, servants to such a population or to, to that number of citizens? That's like they do in all other countries. Now, that's number one. Number two, we know that uh, about three quarters of uh, public servants are police, nurses, uh, or let me say people who work uh, in the health sector, and then people who work in the education sector. They constitute that match. Now, it's important to observe that uh, when you go to any school, especially in the townships and rural areas, you they will complain about, uh, uh, about understaffing. If you go to any hospital, they will tell you uh, that in that world, we should have this number of people, but we have this number. They, they talk about shortage. Now, in those three sectors, which uh, are the frontline uh, services uh, to the people of South Africa, uh, it is hard to, to find any uh, bloated uh, situation. But nevertheless, it's not something that we are running away with. We are looking at it to say, in case it is true that... Uh, 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 there's the, the, the staff uh, or public services bloated. We will find out and come with facts, no longer perceptions and opinions. Mm. But then on the bill side, we are taking an approach. Let's say, uh, let's look at the cost of doing public, of, of running public administration in the Republic of South Africa, as opposed to singling out just one issue you will see that if you approach it like that, as we have uh, seen now, that it it becomes better because uh, um, you are talking about costs of running public administration in the Republic of South Africa. It comes in many ways. One, there there are regular findings by by the Auditor General uh, in all three spheres uh, of government per financial year, now, we are saying um, there's a problem there, uh, which is costly to the, to the which, which, which is quite costly to, where, where, to the public. When, for instance, or taxpayers, when, for instance, the Auditor General says there is wasteful expenditure here, there is uh, irregular expenditure here, and we have to, in line with the prescripts of the Sixth Administration, begin to um, attach consequence to such findings to those people who are responsible. That's number one. But number two, there are also 
many unwarranted litigations. Sometimes there would be a clash between public servants uh, that is in a department, and then they or between public servants and government, and so on. Now sometimes cases go to court unnecessarily when, in fact, there is no hope of winning that case. Uh, that government might be taking to a, a higher court, and so on and so on. We're looking at that because it comes at a cost. Buildings that are hired uh, by by various departments, we're looking at that. And uh, 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 the ministerial handbook is under review. Mm. Tomorrow we're meeting to review what the president said we must uh, review. Well, it, 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 it also has cost implications. Mm. Minister, Minister, can, they, can I maybe just... Uh, minister, the wage, minister, the wage minister, itself in minister? form of salaries. Minister, um, I'd yes. like us maybe to just pause this so that see uh, okay. as, as we go forward. Now, okay. uh, from what you are explaining, I mean, this is the sense that I'm getting, and uh, you need to assist yeah. me here for a second. So, so you are suggesting yeah. that if indeed uh, there is a trimming of, I guess, uh, the uh, public sector uh, bill broadly, that there are also non-wage elements, and and those are some of those that you are raising there, where you are saying it doesn't, you know, the the wages aren't the starting point, but there are other processes that ought to and need to be put in place to to contain these costs, uh, be it uh, you know we're trying to stem unwarranted litigation right through to uh, sort of the built environment and the buildings of uh, the municipality yeah. and some of the other issues you are raising. So you're saying there are non-wage places where you would start before we even get, I guess, to 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 um. Uh, what uh, workers are earning in the public service. We, we, we are doing all of, all of this simultaneously. Okay. All I'm saying is that we're not going to focus on just one because we've realized that uh, just across uh, uh, running uh, public service in the Republic, there are quite uh, unnecess- a number of uh, categories of uh, uh, unnecessary uh, costs Cost to the state or to the public, uh, to the to the taxpayers, mm. and we have to look across. That includes also uh, the wage. Because on the wage thing, for instance, <clears throat> we we are saying, let's look at the shape, at at at, at the shape of uh, public service. Is it big-headed? Meaning, is is it unnecessarily packed upwards, where there are senior posts? Uh, let's take police, for instance. Mm. Where are most police? Are they in the office? Are they on the ground? Uh, When you look at uh, uh, public servants based in offices, are they SMS, most of them, or they are below SMS? Mm. So Mm. we have to look at that because we we share the feeling that uh, the bill itself uh, might actually uh, uh, be quite higher than necessary, but you, we have to uh, we have to look at various aspects uh, via which we then do uh, this analysis so that we come to. Uh, so it's not necessarily just in the form of uh, uh, say retrenched here, retrenched here. You have to look at it it holistically. Okay. Now, uh, let's pause there for a second there. I'm in conversation with uh, the Minister of Public Service and Administration, uh, Bob Matlingwane Senzom Tunu, and uh, I'd love to hear some of your perspectives. And uh, I certainly know uh, many of you were rather vocal when we had 
uh, the conversation with some of the public sector uh, uh, unions here. Give us a ring on a 089-110-3377, 089-110-3377. You might have some questions for the minister or you'd like to make uh, some comments and uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you uh, in that regard. Now, uh, Minister... I guess the other aspect that I'd like us to maybe take a look at, and uh, a lot of this flows from the National Development Plan, uh, you know, as it was set out, uh, I guess, in the early part of this decade. And, uh, you know, a big chunk of it is around this ethical developmental state. Uh, and I'm quite interested in, in, I guess, what the Sixth Administration understands uh, that uh, injunction by the NDP to mean. And the reason why I raise this is because, you know, many people complain that there are many teachers that are stuck in a mountain heap of admin and uh, the, where their time could be best used in more sort of developmental areas that are aligned to their training. And similarly with the police, uh, you know, uh, you have police people sitting there stamping and certifying documents when ideally they should be going out there, you know, chasing uh, murderers, rapists and the like. Uh, and the big question is, what will this uh, reorganization and restructuring of the state mean and uh, by way of workflows and by way of, I guess, freeing up the time of the professionals and many of those who work in the public service to actually be doing what they ought to be doing, which is to deliver to the people? Yes, very much. Just in passing, you 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 would be aware that uh, uh, the president makes certain pronouncements uh, with regard to uh, reconfiguration of the state, wherein uh, some departments are being meshed, uh, resulting into quite a reduced number of uh, ministers, uh, which has happened. Number two, um, with regard to to uh, um, what you are saying. What, what we are looking at is, one, we have to drive this uh, um, uh, issue of ethics in the public service. One, because there is a perception out there in the street that if you are looking for um, corrupt people, go to various departments. That's where the drive, uh, it's a perception. But if you look at um, uh, uh, the cases and so on and so on, it becomes also a fact. And therefore, uh, we just have to uh, go into this matter as we are to say every single public servant must be conscious that the expectation is that I must do my work honestly. I must be ethical right from the entry uh, uh, point up to DGs and DTGs. And, and it's, it, it requires, we, we, we are engaging this, the National School of Government to say what kind of modules, what kind of training do we have to take public servants to? so that we strengthen that particular ground. You can have public servants who are uh, uh, characterized by being unethical. It goes to things like um, uh, saying, don't do business with the state. In other words, there are a number of things that, 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 that measures that we are taking to avoid or to prevent this from happening, but once there is a suspicion that it is happening, we investigate, and then on the other side, there is punishment. And we are saying, we are going to fight. We are not going to massage people on these matters of trading or or doing business with the state Mm. when people know that there are rules preventing this. But the third one is, uh, we want uh, public service to be very professional. 
very professional. In other words, in their conduct, when they speak, when they deliver service to the people, be it in front desk or out there in the public in the form of whatever, we want them to be professional. And, and, and that's the way they talk, that's the way they behave themselves. That's why we, we want, among other things, that public servants must always wear an identity, uh, uh, something that identifies them, who they are, and so on, so that when they do things that are wrong, they are easily identifiable. But we want more than that. We just want public service to be characterized, among other things, by high level of professionalism. But we also want them to be productive. Uh, if you are employed as a director, um, the, the person, that person, must know about everything that that position entails mm. so that there's no need for a chief director to come down to do the work that the director is supposed to be doing or another director. Quite often, uh, people uh, get employed when they, they are less than qualified for some positions uh, in, a, or, or in a number of aspects. So we are looking at, at all those because that's the demand of the sixth administration, but that's also what the NDP says, and that's also what is expected of a developmental state. Because unless you do so, that we are also introducing, we are wanting to uh, widen our our intervention on uh, on innovation mm. uh, in the public service, because uh, in a number of ways we get stuck in terms of deliver. Minister, are you still with us? Hey, Minister. Yo, we seem to have lost him there. And uh, let's see if uh, we can't uh, try and re-establish that line with him uh, shortly. but also productive, but also very professional. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, just, just on that point, uh, Minister, I'm quite interested to hear some of your views here because, uh, you know, many of the suggestions that have been made here are likely to get a lot of resistance from uh, uh, many of the trade unions, uh, more notably, I guess, the likes of Nehao and even Satu. Uh, yes. And uh, I'd love to hear from you uh, what that then means if indeed uh, many of these uh, trade unions uh, go on strike uh, and uh, they hit the road and there's a massive industrial action as we saw for instance around 2007 yes. uh, or so what is that going to mean for critical line functions be it in the world of health or even in education uh, or even in some of the uh, sort of um, uh, sectors that are characterized by you know the involvement of a public servant uh, meaning life or death uh, uh, what are some of the issues that uh, you know you have been engaging with around that issue, and uh, uh, yes. you know do you anticipate that kind of action? One of the of the priorities that we have uh, um, decided on as public service, flowing from our constitutional mandates, from our legislative mandate, from SONA, from the NTP, and so on, is that we want to stabilize public service. We have uh, put that forward. And, and, and we've engaged unions uh, on this matter to at least say this is our priority and we want to work with unions 
uh, all across the board in ensuring that we have stability in the public service. And we have elaborated on this, the aspects that we are interested in. One of them, we have said, uh, entails, uh, uh, first, first and foremost, let me just say, on this matter, uh, there, there are matters that are in the, in the beginning chamber. Uh, we are due to go back there on the issue of early retirements. Uh, so that we engage one another, understand one another, put put one another on board on this matter, and and we've agreed that that matter, uh, as the employer, we've got to go back and actually uh, explain ourselves on this one, and on the on on this other matter that you spoke about, uh, the issue of ten percent uh, uh, is neither here nor, nor there. What the director general in finance was saying. He was making examples of what we might need to look at mm. uh, 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 in the course of time, but he was not saying it is. It is. It, it has been decided. It's, remember, everything that we do that ha- that affects conditions of service in the public service, it's something that we need to go to cha- to the chamber on to explain ourselves, to put it on the table, and engage unions on each one of these. So, therefore, all the issues, there mustn't be an undue concern mm. in, in, uh, uh, among unions because we don't regard them as our adversaries, nor do we regard them as standing on our way to uh, realize what we need to realize in the interest of uh, uh, the people of South Africa. Mm. They are not. All we are saying is uh, there, might be poss- there is always possibility of agreeing but there, must, there may also be uh, <clears throat> points of disagreement. But the bottom line, we are going to be engaging al- al- already uh, in the, uh, uh, since, since I, I think since, since we, we, we were appointed. We've had many, many uh, meetings with the unions, including in the, in, the, in, the, in, in the public service itself as a department. We have met uh, a local leadership, that is uh, leadership of uh, the, uh, the unions, at that level, but we've also met leadership of unions uh, at the beginning chambers, mm. uh, uh, all of the national just to put across. Sure. And there's another meeting coming mid mid uh, uh, September, where uh, the Minister of Finance, myself, and Minister of Labour mm. are going to be engaging uh, unions just to make sure that we have a, 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 we have a, a constructive relations. We have good relations with with unions. Mm. Whether there are matters that are that are on the table, or whether there are no matters, one sure. of the issues, for instance, that we want to engage them on is the whole uh, situation of uh, the economy in the country. Not to say let's, but but just to say let, let's let's understand the situation and and let's look at the implications mm. it has for all of us sure. across the board, and then find remedies. Okay. Together. Minister, let's pause there for a second. I've got one of our callers here who's okay. calling us uh, from uh, the uh, capital here. Matimba, good okay. evening to you and uh, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you, my brother. How are you? Well, thank you. You know, Minister, all this that you're talking about will be useless uh, as long as you're still using the system of staff, you know. I think one of the biggest... Please, Matimba, say that again. Sorry, you wouldn't hear. As long as you're using what? The Z83. Oh, Z83, you know, the okay, old sure. The Z83 form, mm. recruit, you know. We you know when a person applies 
for a government post, they are supposed to fill in a form, yes, form yes. must get to HR. I mean, government is supposed to be the ones who are who are chanting the way forward in terms of the fourth industrial mm, revolution. Mm. You know? And yet they are still yes. using ways that are easily manipulated, ways that are easily corruptible. You know, in government, the problem is how they recruit stuff and the type of stuff that they recruit. For me, if the minister can fix their, their way of recruiting and the caliber of people that they are recruiting, how mm. their problems would be. Because okay. once a person... Once a person is in, is in the system, it's very difficult for you to, to fire that person. Mm, but, okay. but, but, but when you're recruiting, you know, and you're using technology to recruit, mm. because eight officers use their own discretion, sure, sure. they apply uh, nepotism and all these other things. You know, okay. Matimba? Matimba, thank you so much. Matimba, no, 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 my brother. I think the point is well made. Unfortunately, yes. uh, we'll have to yes, leave it there. The Minister? Yes. Yes, uh, he has a point. I, I agree with him. It's a fair criticism. And uh, it's a matter that we are looking at uh, how to drive e-government across, uh, across the board in all spheres, nationally, provincial, and, and, and even local. We are actually looking at, uh, at, at that very issue mm. of uh, application and transform this, revolutionize this, and welcome uh, um, for IR. Mm. Uh, are you considering uh, professional forms? exams, Minister? Uh, you know, those uh, exams like the ones they write in India uh, for the public service. Very, yeah. very competitive and contested, uh, those exams are. And uh, I guess in many ways they get the cream of the crop in that way. That's interesting, yeah. That, that, that point is very interesting because, uh, right for, I mean, public service shouldn't be known like, uh, known, known for, I mean, when we grew up, when you had a son who was not doing well at school, no, Magabwa Iklak or Magabwa Abumlim, and so on. It was known that uh, people who are not doing well, who, who can't go anywhere, must, must then go to public service. Mm. No longer the case now. Uh, and and we have to introduce some of those measures uh, uh, and, and be as innovative as possible. Okay. Minister, last one on my end. Uh, you yeah. have about a month before the medium-term budget policy statement. Many of uh, the, your stakeholders, including some of the ratings agencies, are going to be watching that particular uh, as a speech very closely and some of the pronouncements in particular uh, on uh, the uh, public sector and the size of it. Uh, I'm quite interested in whether or not you're going to be able uh, in the next few weeks or so to conjure up some consensus uh, with uh, some of your stakeholders and partners, in particular the unions. Uh, is the next, uh, I guess, four to six weeks long enough to be able to get that kind of consensus or uh, do you also anticipate them going on the streets? We are, we are looking at that. A country that is uh, at war with itself in terms of uh, um, uh, differences that are not constructive can progress, especially we ourselves in the country. We are aware that we have a great challenge of growing the economy. And so there's no time to, to manage um, unproductive differences and so on and so on. So consensus is what we are looking at uh, you, you. You are aware that it's a it's a very hot issue because, on one hand, it is indeed true that we have had too long a time without any growth on 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 economy in 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 our economy, and and unemployment is shooting up, and so it's a cause for great 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 concern. And the president is leading all of us in making sure that we turn things around, mm. and 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 we are hoping that all the time 
like, like it has happened all the time, we will find one another and be on, 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 on a great match uh, in terms of doing our economic gain. Okay, last one, uh, Minister, before I let you go. Uh, we know you launched uh, last week, Thursday, Public Service Month. Well, what yeah. is that all about? Well, it, uh, September is, uh, among other things, uh, known as a, a public service month. Uh, there are, there's, there's also a tourism month, there's also police and so on. But in the public service, what we do, um, uh, we, we, we use this month, September, to galvanize uh, and refresh and, 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 and call, call uh, for more commitment on the side of uh, public servants. Remind them of uh, uh, what uh, we are expecting of, of, of them, what the public out there is expecting of them in terms of behavior, in terms of uh, 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 delivery of service, in terms of commitment uh, to the people uh, of South Africa. So we are going to be going all around, up and down throughout the country, making sure that we talk to public servants directly, including on uh, issues uh, the, of, of, of their own employment and welfare. Minister, thank you very much, Bob Martin, for joining us this evening. It's a, it's a pleasure, Put. Thanks so much. That there was the Minister of Public Service and Administration, uh, Senzo Mkuru, speaking to us this evening as part of our Shop Stewards Corner.